0: Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's Word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of Scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Kelly, here today with my friend, Chelsea. Good morning. Well,
1: actually, I don't know when this is going to air, but it's good morning for us, isn't it? It is good morning for us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I am super excited about today's show because Kelly and I have a show packed with take-home activities. We could call it homework, but since homework is now a taboo word and doesn't support the social-emotional well-being of a person, (laughs) we're going to stay a little uh, PC and call it take-home activities. No, no, no. But um It's true
0: though. Really, it's, true. it's true. My true. husband's like, a teacher. It they are not they are now saying that homework is like a bad word.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, like if I were a kid nowadays, I would be like, Amen. Yes, like raise my I, probably hand. Probably like, so. Just, yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, I get it.
0: Like <laughs> I get it. And even as a parent, um, homework can be really hard. You know, but yes. at the same time, I remember doing a lot of homework and I think that I look back and say it was pretty valuable. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. But um we're going to but we're going to provide great homework for you today.
1: We are. I am super excited about this. We're going to share some resources and tools that will help you think biblically about culture and media um and about technology and how it shapes our worldview. Now, mm-hmm. this is like this is a good episode. Um so get your pen, your paper. Are we going to put this in the show notes? We are, we are. I'm going to have,
0: yeah. So we're going to go over a bunch of resources that we use to educate ourselves and um, kind of keep us abreast of what's going on in culture. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to have a PDF available at the, on the show notes so that you can download it and have all that we list um, today as our resources. Um, But we're going to go over them as well. So if you want to take notes, if you want to download the PDF, either way, that'll be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, real quick, I just want to say like when we talk about worldview, this was not something that was on my radar as a parent at all. Not even when I started Brave Parenting. Um, Mm -hmm. When I started Brave Parenting in 2015, it was more like media and technology. Like all of this stuff is really taking over kids. And it just seems like, whoa, we need to get, you know, a grip on this. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, right? If I only focus, this is what I've discovered in the past several years, if I only focus on the devices themselves and these social media platforms, well, I'll never set, you know, strong enough boundaries and set my kids up exactly how I think that they can use it successfully. Um, It just doesn't work. There's just so many ways around all of those type things. And it's just so pervasive in culture that if I set all of my focus on that, I'm just not going to succeed. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. as I've said multiple times, social media and smartphones you know, are not inherently evil or harmful just by their nature, or they can be used for those things. But smartphones and social media are used for good and praiseworthy purposes every single day. However, mm-hmm. there is um, a lot of worldview issues that seep through the smartphones and through all these media platforms. That is what really impacts our kids. Well, yes, the Mm -hmm. screen time can be bad for your eyes and your posture, you know, and that you know causing ADHD depends on if you know what you're watching and video games and you know all the research is kind of out there. But ultimately, what we're really concerned about is, as we raise and disciple our kids, we want to make sure that they have a biblical worldview. And what comes through smartphones and social media often takes them away from a biblical worldview. Mm Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. yeah, I know that um really it was probably covid um when the lockdowns happened in the beginning of 2020. That was mm-hmm. when I really well, you and I both together really I mean we just kind of really dug our heels in like okay, wow, the world just turned crazy. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? Yeah. And in the extra yeah. time, I dug into a lot of these resources, um really started listening to a lot of podcasts, reading a lot more books. And, you know, it was all through that season, too, that I decided to go back and get my master's. Um, mm-hmm. So while I didn't originally teach my kids worldview when they were younger, I regret I regret that. I kind of feel like that window um, when they were really young closed a little bit. Well, it's definitely not too late. And I'm still working on that um, with my teenagers who I have in the house, but still even with my young adults. I just saw mm-hmm. um, two of my young adult children. Uh, this weekend, and we had some great conversation about worldview things that are are going mm-hmm. on. And so it's never too late. And so that's really what um, what I want to touch on mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. is giving you those same resources that transformed a lot of my thinking so that you can mm-hmm. apply that to your parenting and knowing it's not just about the phone and the social media. It's about making sure that our kids have a biblical worldview and can then take that worldview and apply it to everything that they're seeing and doing on the phone, on the devices, on the screens, whether it be in school mm-hmm. or at home. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I love it. I absolutely agree with you. I think sometimes a lot of, not sometimes, but I think one of, maybe one of the reasons why parents don't want to engage in talking about how we look at things through a Christian worldview is maybe because they just don't know it themselves, right? Like a lot of the time, some right. of the stuff that I read I'm like, that doesn't sound bad. Like, mm-hmm. I agree with a lot of the things that you're talking about, but I don't I don't understand the nuances um, uh, or, you know, the consequences of some of these ideologies or the consequences of some of these um, beliefs and how they would impact m- impact the, the God's people. Right. Um, and, you know, 46 percent, this is the latest Pew research, 46 percent of teens say they um, the amount of their time on the phone has doubled. Which means depending on what they're consuming on their phone, some kids um, are are are, have doubled down, have doubled up on the amount of gospel hostile culture that they're consuming. Um, The 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 culture is is not only hostile to the gospel, but it's hospital or it's hospital. It's hostile (laughs) to things that are just moral and pure. Right. It's hostile to the nuclear family. Um, And yeah, it's time that Christian parents need to kind of like shift gears and really begin to think um, biblically and think, how can I, how can I have these really hard conversations with my kids guiding them um, through the, through these um, issues with scripture and, and yeah, we've got to educate ourselves. We have to, there's, there's just no way around it.
0: Yeah. So, as Christians, first thing we're
1: going
0: to look at. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry, I was going to say, but yeah, as Christians, I think there's a lot of people who are just in this like neutral ground, and we really all need to like take up and start educating ourselves because we are in a very post truth kind of world. And so, if we, as the church, don't do this, if we don't start really educating ourselves, um, we're really, I mean, for sure, you're going to lose your kids. To you know, they are not going to follow in the faith, hands down. They're going to go to college and they're going to walk away. Um, so this, this is now yeah. the time. Yes. So yes. what's today, Chelsea?
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Today it's, is, I mean,
0: resource day
1: today. Is, today is resource day. I am so excited about this day. <laughs> Kelly's like, you know, just give me like two or three. And I'm like, I'll give you five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me give you five of every single one of our topics. Yes. This was hard to narrow down. You guys, well, it, let me tell you, this was hard to narrow down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah. what I'd like to really do is kind of update that we'll update this PDF, um, have it available on braveparenting.net as well, just yeah. so that you can be engaging because, I mean, this one little simple Brave Parenting podcast is not enough. There are so many wonderful resources, free resources yeah. out there to help educate yourself and your worldview and just really start thinking biblically about everything. So, Mm-hmm. let's jump in. Okay. So first we're going to talk about podcasts. I think the first podcast I really listened to, I don't know when I started listening to some, but I really dived in, dove in during COVID. That was mm-hmm. like, I just could not get enough of podcasts. And I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but I probably listened to about two to three podcasts a day, you know, depending mm-hmm. if they're like five minutes, 30 minutes. Um, sometimes they're really long and maybe i takes three days to listen to one podcast, but um, every day I can say I listen to a podcast every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here are my top podcasts. First, Elisa Childers podcast. Now, Elisa Childers um, talks about a lot of progressive Christianity, which if you don't know what that mm-hmm. is, it's kind of like the more um, liberal leaning, um, you call yourself Christian, but you're also Um, affirming um, non-biblical things like homosexuality. Um, Mm -hmm. So her goal is to help answer progressive Christianity and skeptical claims against the gospel from a biblical worldview. So she Mm -hmm. can sometimes dive into deep issues just before we record this podcast. I listened to her interview about defending the evidence for the resurrection. So, uh, you know, it can be really deep but some of them are very culturally relevant. Um, I listened to her every single week. I have learned tons. She was probably yep. my very first podcast um, in my journey of biblical worldview. And so mm-hmm. she puts it out. She's a very eloquent speaker. Can't say enough about how much I've learned from her excellent podcast. Mm-hmm. And she's also available on YouTube. I don't watch podcasts on YouTube, but some a lot of people do. And if you do, then that's a, a great feature. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's number one. Number two, I know this is both Chelsea and I is one of our favorites. And that is the Just yes. Thinking Podcast. Just Thinking yep. Podcast with Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker. And their yep. um, slogan is basically applying biblical truth to social, cultural, political, and theological issues in our world. And these two men, um, I I don't know if I've ever <laughs> learned so much Bible and so yep. much how to think biblically. About yeah. so many things than from them. Now, these their podcasts are very long, um, two to three hours. But I just get so excited every time they release a new one.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I do, too. Remember, the first one was like unity when we when we all, and I was like, oh, we all need to listen yeah. to this. And I was like, tell your husbands and then we're going to have a zoom call. We need to discuss this. Like it, it, I mean, I bought stickers. They're on my computer right now. I have a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. They're,
0: (laughs) they're really fantastic. I, we were, um, repainting a house, um, our rental house. And while I was doing that, it took me several days. I, I went through their archive and I listened to every like single podcast. And Mm -hmm. my mind was like, Balone. I was, just, I was yeah, that you know, I had so emo- much. The little emoji, like with this
1: yes coming out of I head. mean, I just had <laughs> learned
0: so much. Um, so yes, um, everybody I tell this podcast to loves it. Just thinking podcast. Mm-hmm. The next one mm-hmm. I would say is one of my absolute regulars, and that's uh, theology mom or um mm-hmm. all the things. So she, it's kind of a couple different podcasts all in one platform, but. Theology Mom is Krista Bontrager, and she partners with Monique Dussan for the Center Mm -hmm. for Biblical Unity. So they talk um, about all type of things. They say that it's a show where they talk about all things related to God, the Bible, and real life. And that I've also learned a lot about. They've talked. They don't shy away from hot topic issues. I just recently Mm -hmm. listened to one on queer theory that I learned a Mm -hmm. lot about. Um, they'll talk about. Um, the critical race theory, all sorts of um issues, explaining them and very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody can learn from ways, and so yeah, that's another one that comes out probably weekly. It's also available on YouTube. I think they do live YouTube shows every Saturday mm-hmm. night. Um, I've never joined it live, but I definitely that one is always listened to every week for me. Hmm. Hmm. And then my next one is, and my husband and I absolutely love this one, and that's Bible Thinker. And mm-hmm. it's with Mike Winger, um, eloquent, wonderful, intelligent um, speaker and presenter. And man, this guy does think biblically. Um, he's available on YouTube, and his podcasts can range anywhere from like 15 minutes, or they can be, he really focuses on long-form teaching and so his podcast mm-hmm. maybe several hours as well. Uh, most recently he's gone through an entire series, I don't even think he's finished, about like women in ministry and diving into yeah. everything the Bible has to say deep and reading books that um are, you know, in opposition to women in ministry, reading and going through books that are, you know, for women in ministry, all that this big topic that can be debated, but he really methodically goes through these issues. Um he has a immense archive everything you could mm-hmm. ever want to know and every week he does on Fridays he does a Q&A 20 question and answers people can write in they ask all these questions but what's really great is on the YouTube channel you can search all the questions that's ever been asked and then the YouTube videos are broken and sort of time stamped so you can just go straight to that answer so while mm-hmm. the podcast or the video may be two and a half hours you can go straight to that question and it takes you there. So um, I know in my own master's level classes, I've had some questions and I've gone to him, his website, YouTube, and I've searched and just to listen to what he has to say about something. And um, it's just a great resource. So much, all free, um, just all there for you. It's wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, okay, I've got two more. That's not really five, but um, one that I recommend... <laughs> I really recommend, especially if you have young children, Natasha Crane, she is mm-hmm. sort of an apologist who, and what that means, of course, is uh, you know someone who is able to provide a defense for Christianity, and um, she has a lot of worldview type of content and, and books for young children, and she has a podcast. I've listened to them all. She doesn't have tons of podcasts, but they are really good, and they especially help as your Raising and Discipling Younger Children. Uh, Her Mm -hmm. sort of slogan is equipping Christians to think biblically about worldviews, apologetics, culture, and parenting in a challenging secular world. So all of these podcasts are really kind of um, following along these same lines. But of course, you get different voices and different um, ways of thinking. So that one I've also found helpful. And my last one is Think Biblically. And this is with Scott Ray and Sean McDowell. Sean McDowell, um, I'm going to mention him later as well, Um, but he is a professor of apologetics at Biola University. He very much loves to connect with the young generation and provide Mm -hmm. um, teaching for the young generation and for parents who are raising the young generation. Um, This podcast is conversations on faith and culture um, that offers a Christian perspective on some of the most significant issues facing today's church and culture. So again, they don't shy away from all of these topics, whether it be um, gender issues, homosexuality, uh, I mean, you name it, drug use. I mean mm-hmm. wh- whatever is going on that's affecting young people and affecting the church at large, um, they really just dive right in and there's lots of great interviews and um, that's one I um will also go to once I've listened to everything else <laughs> then I then I <laughs> and I still have time after all those other ones, you know, I jump into that so. All right. So that's my list of podcasts. And I know that you listen to a lot of those as well, Chelsea. Um, But go ahead and, and give us yours.
1: Okay. So my first one is Breakpoint from the Colson Center. Uh, this is with John Stone Street. And this podcast is for the busy parent, which all of us, that's that's like all of us. Yeah, Um, this is going to be your go to podcast. If you don't have time to sit down for three hours with just thinking, although I always recommend sitting down for three hours with just thinking. (laughs) Um, But this is like a This is normally a five minute podcast. Sometimes you can get an hour to an hour and 15 minutes if they're like, if the uh, if John Stone Street is sitting down with someone to maybe interview them, but this is generally a five minute podcast on how to think biblically about current events. Uh, I listen to this one kind of early in the morning before the day starts, so I'm kind of prepared to discuss any trend topics biblically with my kids that they if they would bring them up if you know they hang out with their friends or something and. So, you know, you've got your Roe V. Wade issues, you got your marijuana issues that are going on. Um, uh, he is going to dive right into them. There's a lot of stuff I've learned from John Stone Street. Yeah, um, it's
0: really, it's really helpful in just staying abreast yeah. instead of sitting down and watching, you know, Fox News or whatever you can.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Great news
0: absolutely. headlines and kind of, you know, from a biblical worldview here.
1: Absolutely. The other podcast that I really love is Renewing Your Mind with R.C. Sproul. I absolutely love uh-huh. RC. He is probably having a blast in heaven right now. Um, and I cannot wait to get there and tell him how <laughs> thankful I am for his ministry because his books have been incredibly impactful. And what I love about Renewing Your Mind is most of these, um, most of the podcasts is all of his um, past teaching lectures. So, you know, when he's teaching, you can hear him like kind of like whip around, you can hear the wind in it and then start scribbling on the blackboard, which is fantastic because it takes me back to the day, right? When we were kids and there was blackboards. And, mm-hmm. um, but I'll listen to this with my kids because, it, I mean, it's definitely above their pay grade in terms of what they can understand, but I'm challenging them to understand it, right? So like, for instance, we just listened to um, his teaching uh, or his a little series on how do we know truth? Like, how do we know the difference between objective truth? Um, how do we find it? Uh, how, how do we help others understand that there's objective truth? Because we're living in a culture today, especially that does not, um, really believe in objective truth. And, uh, I, I love the conversations we have had afterwards yesterday before church, I listened to scripture and culture, which was a fantastic, um, episode, teaching episode. Um, really, really, really great, yeah. great, great, great podcast. And his...
0: The, or the website essentially around the ministry of R.C. Sproul, which is Ligonier Ministries, is also a yeah. wealth of resources. I don't have that on the list, but I just thought I'd mention that here. L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R, Ligonier.org. Yep. Um, so many articles, so many just great, great teaching resources, things you can jump on, find a, you know answer to your question. So that's another great mm-hmm. thing I wanted to tie in right mm-hmm.
1: there with R.C. Sproul. Yep. My, um, am I on number four? Yeah. My fourth one is help me teach the Bible with Nancy Guthrie. I found Nancy through a friend when I was teaching Bible study at our, um, our last duty assignment. And I, I relied on her podcast a lot to, um, bring me up to date on whatever book of the Bible we were teaching on because her guests are top, not teachers or professors in their fields. They can be pastors. They can be university professors but this podcast has been so helpful to just teach me how to, it has been so helpful. Yeah. To teach me, um, about the Bible itself. Uh, she's got, I think she's covered every single book of the Bible and some of hers, um, she's got maybe multiple episodes for, um, a single book of the Bible. One of my favorites was Deuteronomy with Kevin DeYoung. That one was Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic. Um, I love Kevin DeYoung. He's an amazing author. Uh, yeah help me teach the bible so if you are struggling to maybe maybe you're in a book right now and you're like I I'm reading it but I don't understand the cultural issues going on I don't understand the historical issues going on um this is your podcast to go to to help you break down what you're reading so you can understand it um the next time you come come back to it my last one is probably one of my favorites um it's the bar podcast this one this podcast is the one that I found just thinking through I found I found a ton of books that I love throughout but the bar cat bar Bar podcast biblical and reformed with Dwayne Atkinson. He is so kind. Um, He seems so full of peace so full of joy when he has guests on his shows. He is just I mean he is he is amazing. I loved watching him mediate um, just thinking when they were at the Ligonier conference and he sat there with his bow tie and he was he was so happy with his bow tie on, but just, I mean, he was absolutely super duper sweet. Um, I found his book, or not his book. I found Carl Truman's book, The Rise and Triumph, which we'll talk about earlier through there. And I think I just found a new book. I just listened to the latest episode last night as I was working. So I think, Kelly, we have a new book to talk about oh. together. I am super <laughs> excited about it um i just ordered it it's like the middle of the podcast and i'm like going to the other websites and i'm like order order <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's also awesome. that's
1: what i yeah that's
0: what i love too and that really segues then right into our next one which is books books yes. a lot of people don't have time to read physical books and audiobooks have taken off and you can you just find so many i know i have um I, have, well, I do have the Audible, but I also have a library account that I download tons of books on from um, public mm-hmm. library. And so, cause I don't always have time to read physical books, but you know, Chelsea, while you may have a problem buying too many plants, I have a problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're just going to share that like that. That's how I am. Roll. <laughs> I am. I got a I I
0: got a text from Chelsea this weekend that talked about how she's got a problem buying too many house plants. That is not a problem I, I have. I, I you Guys, kill-
1: my air is being cleaned. Okay, we're, I, in the, we're in the air, the era of COVID. We need clean air. Okay, I kill every plant.
0: So instead, <laughs> I buy books. I probably have a book delivered. Um, <laughs> I don't want to admit it. Maybe every week. I love it. I have a little library in my house. That um, you know, little IKEA bookshelves. Man, I just got them floor to ceiling, and yep. I can't read them all right now. But one day, one day I will. One day.
1: <laughs> but I have happen. them. I know. So, I feel you on that. I feel
0: you. Yeah. So of course we're gonna go through some books here. Um, but Let's just start with the best book,
1: bestseller. I mean, best number, <laughs> most copies, like survived, super old. Yeah. Yeah. Super,
0: <laughs> survived burnings and bans and you name it. And that is the the Bible, <laughs> the straight yeah. up Bible. It is the first and best book there is. Um, of course, we're we're going to recommend the two. Um, most uh, common books that are for like literary accuracy, which is the NASB, a New mm-hmm. American Standard Bible, or the ESV, English Standard Version. Those two versions um, are what scholars say are the most literary um, accurate. So, but for ease of reading, um, I, you know, probably the first 10, 15 years of being a Christian read the NIV. I love my NIV Bible. It is my Bible I that I treasure yep. and I think my kids might fight over because it has yep. every note that I've ever written in the margins yep. and highlights and circles and so um I love the NIV. I also love CSB. That's a great version um as well mm-hmm. for a little bit ease of reading. Um my kids all have an NIV study Bible um and mm-hmm. have had that and that's um is really great especially for um for younger readers.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but And we've got yeah. other
1: study Bibles. Yeah. Like the ESV study Bible is incredible. Like if you don't have that, definitely get that on your shelf. And then of course the MacArthur study Bible. I mean.
0: I, so I just recently got the, this year, um, probably beginning of the year, I got the MacArthur, John MacArthur study Bible and the NASB. And I, I mean, I thought I loved my little baby NIV. I love the MacArthur Study Bible. So, so Kelly, are you much. that person
1: who like walks into church with like a bag of books? Like, how, well, no. Like, what's your? Okay. No. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: no. But I, um, I love my MacArthur Study Bible so much that as I'm leading Bible study with my high school girls, I have a, a well now they're juniors. I've been following them um, for a couple of years, and so now they're they're juniors. I'm like, girls, I know your parents will not be upset if you ask for a new Bible. You all need to go (laughs) and ask for this Bible. It is so good. The study notes in there are so fantastic and really Mm -hmm. help you understand what you're reading. Um, It's just really, really fantastic. Um, And several people have went and bought the MacArthur Study Bible and have praised it and have loved it just as much as I have. So I feel like um, that's proof. I'm not the only... (laughs) Not the raging fan of the MacArthur <laughs> study Bible. Um, but it, mm-hmm. I, I would say is probably the best study Bible, um, that I have mm-hmm. seen and interacted with. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for a great study Bible, MacArthur study Bible, and my Bible study co-leader was thrilled to know that christianbook.com, the store, you can have your name engraved or kind of what in, whatever in Boston oh. or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the um front page they do that for a couple dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Maybe I should have, maybe. <laughs> but my friend was so excited to have her name on the bible. So they do that if you want to buy Aww. that book at, at christianbook.com. But there's no endorse, there's awesome. no endorsement there. I'm not getting paid no, no, to sorry. use her name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so the oh next book
0: I want to touch on, this book really light it a fire in me. I had mm-hmm. no idea a couple years ago or, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, what on earth apologetics was. I didn't even know what that word was. It meant nothing to me. Um, I'd kind of heard it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I read Mama Bear Apologetics and it is uh written obviously by women for moms. And mm-hmm. uh, Hillary Morgan Ferrar is the Main author but there are multiple people who contribute to the book Mm -hmm. and it goes through um, you know all of these different sort of worldview issues if you really don't know kind of what like feminism is and the waves of feminism and emotionalism and Marxism and how that can remotely affect you and your parenting and discipling your kids Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. book explains it for moms and gives you the exact tips and tricks and what you kind of need to be able to talk about this with your kids. Um, Mm -hmm. Their little slogan is train yourself, equip your kids, learn how to raise kids who think critically, love biblically, and stand firm against the cultural tide. That's on fire. And they also say mess with our kids and we will demolish your arguments. I love that.
1: Love it. I absolutely love, love it. it. So that book
0: really, um, like I said, lit a fire and um, really recommend it as just kind of an intro. It's written for moms. It's not written above our heads. And uh, it's a, just a great introduction about what's going on in the world that's affecting um, our kids. Mm-hmm. hmm Okay. So I've got a couple more, and then I'm going to hand it over to you. Uh, good. Two books that are not Christian, but I just feel like, especially as we thought, talk about Media and technology; these I've read yep. um, a couple times, actually. I've listened to them, I should say, <laughs> but I do own them because just in case, um, mm-hmm. you know, need to order those books to get them delivered. Uh, mm-hmm. That is the disappearance of childhood and entertaining ourselves to death by Neil Postman. Now, entertaining ourselves to death is often read in schools, sometimes Christian schools, but as like required reading. Because is it really? Yeah, I would. Oh yeah. wow! Um, so I've met several people who've said, "Oh, I had to read that in high school," which I think is fantastic. Um, Neil Postman wow. wrote these books like in the '80s, and mm-hmm. he wasn't necessarily Christian. I actually think he was Jewish. Um, but they are—I mean—they're really almost prophetic. What he saw happening in culture with the television. Mm -hmm. he wrote about, and I mean, I just can't even fathom what he would be thinking now, today, you know, in 2022 about Mm -hmm. where we are. So the disappearance of childhood, um, first, it goes over the history of childhood, which you would think, is there a history of childhood? Well, there is. I mean, if you go all the way back to time, you know, and and how children were Mm -hmm. treated, it was really actually quite fascinating. Um, And then it dives into really how the television um, was causing the disappearance of childhood um, and how mm. – which modern times, I would just say that this is a, like a loss of innocence. But it was mm-hmm. really mind-blowing to me because I thought, well, if the television was doing all of that in the 80s, how yeah, – was
1: the phone doing? Where are we, yeah. you know?
0: So, yeah. um again, mind-blown. Um, I really loved this book. There's a quote at the end of it that had me like, you know – jumping and dancing around the house. Like, yes, yes. This is- <laughs> <laughs> and, and it basically says, you know, that the hope for our children lies in the parents who are brave enough to stand against the yeah. media and technology. And I'm
1: like, yeah, what? Yep. you know, it's so true. It is so true. So,
0: mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Right. So anyways, that was a really, really um, fascinating and good book. Um, Entertaining Ourselves to Death. Again, it's along the similar lines. Um, and it's basically saying how it's, we are, that's what we're doing. We're entertain, entertainment mm-hmm. is becoming our main thing. You know, mm-hmm. a couple hundred years ago, it was not all about entertainment, but with the mm-hmm. advent of the screen, the television screen, the computer screen, and now the phone screen, we have become so lost to entertainment. And man, is that true ever today. So those are really great yeah. books that give you a perspective of, um, I don't know, maybe how far we've fallen, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. um, but again, mm-hmm. good. Um, the next book yep. I'd like to recommend um, that I've listened to several times, I've even re- got the book out and re-highlighted it great parts of it and it is love thy body love thy body by yeah. Nancy Piercy Nancy Piercy is um, a Bible scholar who nobody really knows and she doesn't really say much um, but when she does it is so profound and enlightening yes. on the culture and its impact on Christianity um, I think she's brilliant um this book really helped me understand the narrative behind um, abortion and the people who are pro-abortion and abortion rights and um, even the gamut of LGBTQ issues, hookup culture, okay. um, the destruction mm-hmm. of the family unit. Um, I mean, it was really, yep. I learned so much. Now, the name, I think, throws people off a little bit because they think, love thy body. I don't understand. Like, it seems like almost right. An arrogant. Right, um, But the main thesis, I would say, of the book is, you know, that Christians and, and the gospel specifically have a high view of the body and of human life. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's not about human rights and I can do what I want with my body, you know, my body, my choice. It's more about, Mm -hmm. no, we love the body that God created, that all humans Mm -hmm. have in the creation of God and that um, Mm -hmm. the respect for that is respecting human life. And so that's kind of the thesis of it, but I've recommended that book out even to my high school students. Yeah. And I've given copies of that book out to numerous high school students just to help them understand all that they're kind of, you know, in. And so, and they've read it, and so it is, I mean, some parts of it are
1: kind of scholarly, but not really. I feel like it's pretty accessible. I would say if you are interested, especially in this book, um, Elisa Childers interviewed her, didn't she? Because I remember yes. painting my bedroom when I moved, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you guys, new book to read!" Yeah, after I listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she does. She doesn't do a whole lot of
0: interviews. Yeah. So Elisa yeah. was one of the people who got to interview mm-hmm. about Love Thy Body. So yeah, that mm-hmm. that's another great thing too. Is if you don't have time to read the whole book, it's great to search podcasts and find um, where these people might be interviewed because they kind of give you a synopsis yeah. of the book and. Yeah, that does really help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. The next book, Chelsea, you introduced this to me, and I did <laughs> felt like you really needed it in your life.
1: <laughs> it's funny because and everyone's gonna laugh when they hear the title.
0: <laughs> I don't, and it's funny that you say you remember painting while listening. I remember painting while listening to this book, and it is "The Pursuit of Holiness" by <laughs> Jerry Bridges. Um, pursuit of holiness. There, he Jerry Bridges has a lot of books, and if you're just like, you know what, I really want to be convicted and have my life flipped upside down.
1: Let me read some Jerry. Read some Jerry Bridges. Exactly. Yep. I mean, his books are fantastic. I've never wanted to throw a book across the room. Yeah. Except for his, like, because they are so convicting, and it's just, I mean, he just pulls scripture after scripture after scripture and like just threads it out. Um, and his other book, I'm just going to go off script here for a second is respectable Sins. Mm. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. do yourselves a favor, get some Terry Bridges books. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not that big. I mean, some books, you know, we, no. yeah. we might be rec- I don't think any books are, are gigantic that we're recommending, but, um, they're, they're very readable. Um, I've listened, I've probably listened to the pursuit of holiness. I'm going to honestly say probably 10 times. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah, the books have study questions too. So like, if you really need to do like, if you're, if you're really just maybe struggling with some sins or I I don't know, or you want to pursue holiness, maybe you don't understand the concept of holiness. Um, uh, at the end of the chapters, there's always like questions and kind of like homework. So it really is very, um, kind of like it's counselor's bread and butter to be quite honest i love jerry bridge's books um, and if i can pull them into any of my sessions i normally do yeah because they're pretty fantastic
0: i also love that i I am very much a proponent of you know before i can train my kids i gotta train myself i gotta get myself right i i don't want to be a hypocrite i that's the one thing i don't want my kids to see me as a christian of oh Mm -hmm. you're just a hypocrite you know you say this but then you do this Mm -hmm. other thing Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I really love about this is, you know, I want my children to pursue holiness, of course, but I've got to get myself right. And so that's really been a, a way I listen to this book over and over again. I'm reminded of what pursuing holiness on an every day, every moment looks like, especially in front of my kids. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I can, you know, hold them, um, I don't say accountable, but, you know, kind
1: of rise them up to that same level hmm And I would just like, I mean, you know, the, the idea of, you know, getting ourselves right, do it in front of your kids. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, I was listening, oh my gosh, it was, a, it was a podcast I was listening to, but it, the topic was why kids are leaving the church. I was on Elisa Childers and one of the statistics or one of the factors that always played a role into whether teenagers stayed or left the church was whether or not they saw their parents living out their faith. And sometimes that means struggling through it. Sometimes that means You know, working on something like pursuit of holiness in front of your kids and being like, Man, I have gotten it wrong for years. Like, can I show can I tell you what I just learned? Mm -hmm. Um, and really being transparent with your kids about how you're doing life with the Lord, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Whole great books. Okay. So now I get the mic. It's my turn. Um, just joking. (laughs) Okay. The first book, Kelly lied to you and said that all of these are really small. My first book for you guys. Um, <laughs> I know I realized that cause I saw it on there, but I, this
0: is one of my books too, but I let you have it on your
1: list. <laughs> I know <laughs> I was, like fighting for it, um, is the rise and triumph of the modern self by Carl Truman. Now I found Carl Truman's book. Um, I found this on the bar podcast and the way I can kind of sum it up is, do you want to know why you feel like you're in a handbasket and why it's super hot? Um, This is the book for you. It's a historical overview of how we got to where we are and why. Um, He threads out Rousseau's I Think, Therefore I Am. He threads out Romanticism, Neoclassicism, the Scientific Revolution. Um, We cannot neglect the study of history, and many of us cannot go audit a history class. Many of us cannot spend the time or maybe even the money to go take a few history classes. Um, So, this is the book. That I would suggest for you, if you really want to understand where we are and why we're here, I, Kelly, this was like one of the top. Mm-hmm. Was this one of like the top five books of twenty twenty one? Am I remembering that correctly? Like in the the Christian, uh, yeah, uh, in our I, Christian sphere, and our little bubble, like it was a. I, I've never heard mm-hmm. so much praise from one book before from pastors. It really. I mean, I, I will say it's a little
0: bit harder. It's heavy. It's heavy of yeah. a read. Um yeah but it it really is good. It took me a long time to get through it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, but I learned it,
0: yeah. yeah, but I feel like what I've learned through that really helps me look at the world in a totally different lens. Um somewhat mm-hmm. understanding but then also somewhat, you know, more critically in the sense mm-hmm. of, okay, mm-hmm. this is why this is happening and we need to go the opposite way. Yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. Is why I originally picked up that book is I heard him interviewed and I don't remember what podcast I heard him and inter- Carl Truman interviewed um but they were like, you know he's a professor somewhere I'm not sure where and they're like, thank you so much for your time you know you know you most podcasters you know will say you know where can people connect with you And
1: mm-hmm. oh I think it was oh that's right it was the bar podcast no was like I think oh.
0: it was I, I didn't. I realize I just didn't even put down there Alibeth Sucky. that's also a podcast oh, I listened okay. to that okay. I, she didn't make the list. I don't know why I must have just forgotten but Alibeth sucky interviewed him and you know she always says you know where people connect with you you know are you on twitter or whatever and he said Mm -hmm. i am not sanctified enough to be on yeah uh, or any social media for that matter i'm not on any of that and i thought oh isn't that the truth none of us are sanctified no no (laughs) to really be on that and i i just respected him so much um for just saying no i'm not on anything i'm not here to have a platform i'm here to you know teach and and <laughs> and transform history you know with what we know mm-hmm. about history and
1: you know whatever i just mm-hmm. love that so okay so i do i you love that ahead. book yeah I'm just taking my mic back gosh no i'm just joking <laughs> okay my next book is by francis schaefer how should we then live this is another amazing view of history theology and science and it looks at how all three of these intermingle throughout uh, well obviously throughout history and it really helps us understand the world so if you're not really if you're like man I don't know if I want to read the rise and triumph of the modern self first I would say do it but then I would say if you can't please read um, how should we then live by Francis Schaefer. there is I just found because I just switched up my kids history curriculum this year Um, so this is a little like a little plug but encompass classrooms it, it's a homeschool curriculum they have a 12-week study I believe it's 12 weeks for teenagers do it with your teenager and it's on Francis Schaeffer's How Then Should We Live like do this study as kind of like a family time sort of um we need to learn history we need to understand what's going on around us I guarantee you will not regret spending time with your teen um, or your maybe even your middle schooler understanding history and building a biblical worldview with your child Mm -hmm. the next book that I'm going to recommend Probably one of the most, pro—not I don't want to say profound books that I've ever read, but had one of the greatest impacts is Holiness by J.C. Ryle. And I hope I'm saying his last name right. Now, he is what Kelly and I would call an ODG. Um, we love ODGs we on the Brave Parenting pod. We only trust
0: ODGs. Not really. <laughs> ODGs, only, <but. laughs> yeah.
1: Not really, yeah. <laughs> he is an old dead guy, which means he can't change what he said. He can't, you know, if, if culture changes, J.C. Ryle is never going to change. Um, He's not going to delineate or or deviate on his social media platform um, like many of our uh, leaders are doing today. So Holiness by J.C. Ryle. Uh, You could take any excerpt from this book and you would think he's talking about today. Mm -hmm. Like I, I could read it to you on the podcast and you'd be like, wow, these are the issues we are facing today. But actually, he lived many, many years ago during the scientific revolution, during Darwinism, when culture was in absolute upheaval, massive shifts. And he challenged his readers then and he challenges us today to remain steadfast and faithful to historical Christianity no matter how much the culture changes. Um, I would just say do yourself a favor and read this one now. I think I've said that about almost every one of them. So you've got a lot of reading to do. <laughs> <laughs> Take home activities, and not homework. I know. Take, Take home ha- activities. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Take home activities. It's like we're in kindergarten again. Um, the truths we must confess the last one, this is actually a reference book for you. Uh, it's a systematic exposition of the Westminster Westminster Confession of Faith by the late, great R.C. Sproul. Um, the Westminster Confession is still today one of the best systematic theology documents in existence. And R.C. takes us through the importance of this confession. He breaks down the importance of these confessions. And uh, honestly, sometimes we take for granted what we believe in. Like, we don't understand sometimes the... The risks that people took to write this out, the 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 risks to bodies and self when they decided to, to you know draw that line in the sand and say no, we believe these things because they're historical. Um, this is what we are taught in the Bible. Like Martin Luther said, you know, unless scripture compels me, I can't I can't recant. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't come back. And uh, this is a fantastic reference book to have on your shelf when your kids ask you hard questions. And you're like, I don't know the answer to that. I've done that many times where I pull books out because my kids ask me questions that throw me for a loop. And another reference book I would also suggest is um, Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Fantastic book. Get some reference books for your shelves when your kids have those crazy questions that you're like, I I didn't learn that in Sunday school. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, Those are my books. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, so then let's move on. We'll go a little bit faster. I know y'all are hanging in there. So we have websites, YouTube channels, and documentaries, kind of all in one little category. Um, So first we'll start with um, YouTube. Uh, I kind of mentioned some of these before, but some of the best YouTube channels for having quick answers, watching videos, um, these are ones that you can watch with your kids. I think that's a fantastic idea. You know, if you want to use YouTube Mm -hmm. for the glory of God, um, Bible thinker, tons of videos. Yep. I'd mention those uh, Q and A's that he does. Timestamps them all. Really awesome stuff, and he's so easy to listen to, and he's funny. Um, Sean McDowell again. He's the professor of apologetics at Biola University. Tons of videos on his YouTube channel answering hard questions. Very passionate about young people. Um, those are great YouTube channels. At least I know. There's probably even more, but those are the two that that I know of and that I've gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, websites. I just want to touch on some that I really recommend most when I'm speaking specifically about smartphones and social media at events. Uh, Protect Young Eyes. And that website, he does a fantastic job. He actually, I think they began the same time Brave Parenting started, when everything was getting crazy in 2015. Um, Mm -hmm. He goes through um, every social media app, um, goes through parental controls on every device possible. Um, really touches and really stays on top of that's I'll be honest that's not what I do best (laughs) with everything that I have you know that's just not what I do best but he he really does so if you're looking for really up-to-date information about um, a a new app that's coming out and what what's it about um, it's really great Mm -hmm. protect young eyes Um, another great resource for this type of information is Bark Bark is yeah. a great resource for social media monitoring. If you were actually like, hey, my kid already has social media, but I would love for it to be monitored, they they do that for like ten dollars a month. You can monitor it, you get notifications on whether or not, you know, there's talks of, you know, suicide or, you know nudes being sent back and forth. You get these notifications, um, the parent does based on the monitoring mm-hmm. that they do. So that's a great resource. Mm-hmm. But they also have a lot of blog posts that are relevant and helpful with keeping abreast of what's going on. They're coming out with their own phone soon, which I'm assuming is kinda gonna be like the Gab phone where it looks like a smartphone, but it really doesn't have any smart features and there's monitoring for parents. And so that may be a great resource. Um, You can go to bark.us is where that website is. Um, And they, this ties into my next one, which is a documentary. They did a lot of work for this documentary and it's called Childhood 2.0. Childhood mm-hmm. 2.0, it's about an hour and a half, and uh, available for free online, and you can watch it. And I, I was, I knew all of this. None of this came to a shock. With all my research, I knew exactly everything they were talking about in it. But literally, there were parts in it I had to stop because I was so sad, so sad yeah. about yeah. what's happening to this young generation yep. because of these screens and because of the insidious nature of companies and websites, just, you know, the algorithms mm-hmm. just taking advantage of, of their innocence and their brains and anyway. Um, mm-hmm. but that is great and it's free. I, every parent should watch it. Every parent, um, and Bark does some work inside there exposing Instagram and whoo, man, blow your mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, uh, my last documentary, if you've not seen it a year and a half ago, maybe a year, um, obviously really popular, still available. At least when I checked, um, on Netflix, and that is The Social Dilemma. They mm-hmm. apply sort of a little bit of a narrative of this family walking through um, hard times and social media kind of taking over. And um, gr- I, th- I thought it was great. I thought it exposed um a lot of truths to what's going on behind the scenes of these social media platforms. Um, so, again, also very good and educational, great resource to kind mm-hmm. of work on educating yourself in that regard.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just gave you one website because I'm honestly I'm not on YouTube a lot, and I'm, you know, we don't we don't have any really streaming platforms for television, so I don't have any documentaries to share. But um, one of the websites that I go to a lot for my own personal study is Blue Letter Bible. This is an excellent website. Mm -hmm. Um, It's free almost. I think every I think everything is free on there. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I don't think you pay for anything. Um, And you get to they have an excellent word study. Uh, resource and interlinear. So if you kind of want to dive into biblical languages and and understand that their articles are fantastic. So I've used blue letter Bible multiple times um, for my own personal study. And I always Mm. like, again, if my kids ask me questions and I, you know, maybe I can't pull it off my reference shelf. I open my phone and we look for it on blue letter Bible together. You know, I am not afraid to be like, I don't know the answer to that question and search like search for it with my kids
0: yeah mm-hmm. i use blue letter bible also quite a bit and i've taught that um over the summer this past summer we did a mm-hmm. herm- hermeneutics summer bible study with my high school girls and which is basically just learning how to interpret and apply the bible and mm-hmm. we use blue letter bible almost every week in our study and yeah. i just taught them how to look at what the meaning is as of a certain verse and just the different resources that are on there. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not above, you know, I mean, you high schoolers could absolutely, you know, use this as a mm-hmm. resource and a tool. Um, it's mm-hmm. really, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then our last right. category that we have is, um, and again, this isn't for everyone, but we just want to put it out there. And that's our education category. The first one I want to yep. touch on is Foundation Worldview by Elizabeth Urbanowitz. I have not Mm -hmm. used this curriculum personally because I'm not a traditional homeschooler. My kids do an online program. I don't write their curriculum or teach them myself. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I use Liberty University Online Academy for high school, and I've actually had great Mm -hmm. success with it. Um, With Liberty, uh, my kids are in, both of my high schoolers are in an apologetics class right now, um, and their best grades have always been in their Bible classes. So, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. but... Um, I do subscribe to Foundation Worldview's emails. I get their monthly book club recommendations. Um, I've heard her interviewed on numerous podcasts. She's a former teacher, and it's really helping develop curriculum for a biblical worldview, especially for young people. So we're talking younger elementary, middle elementary, and middle school, I think is where she's at. If You have kids that Mm -hmm. age. You should just check out Foundation Worldview. Um, I think... She's doing just a really fantastic job in that little niche that she has developed. I love her book recommendations, both for adults to be reading and for kids Mm -hmm. to be reading.
1: Mm -hmm. We actually considered Foundation Worldview for our kids this year. And I, you know, you can um, uh, request like free samples Mm -hmm. of the curriculum. And I watched some of the videos and they were fantastic. So you know, maybe, maybe you're trying to figure it's the beginning of the school year. I I feel like for us as parents, when we've still got kids in school, the new year is actually like September when school starts, you know, it's not really January. Um, if you're looking for like, Hey, I, you know, I really would like to incorporate some family worship times, some logic, some critical thinking, some worldview, uh, you know, this might be the curriculum for you. If you've got middle schoolers or younger Mm -hmm. and, uh, just be diligent, just be faithful and, and steadfast to to, to see it all the way through, I, I don't think you'll be sorry or upset that you did. Um, I think it'll be really, really great as a family.
0: Right, right.
1: All right. Our next one. Now, this one is like personal for both you and I, yes. right? This, yes. This next one. I don't. I mean, like five out of five would recommend, right? Well, at least two out of two. Um, <laughs> is... <laughs> two out of two people
0: recommend. <laughs> two,
1: two, two out of two. Five stars um the masters university yes. i we cannot as kelly and i cannot implore you as parents enough to um to seek out personal education and uh to seek out even like very like formal education i know life is crazy i know it's hectic but kelly have you ever regretted it for a no, moment going back to no. school and let me tell no. you i spent a lot of years
0: in pharmacy school i have yeah. you know i a science degree. And I never, I would have told you for 20 years, I would have told you, I am never, ever going back to school. I have a professional degree. I have no desire (laughs) to go back to school at all. Um, But I have 100%, 1000% loved, loved, loved being back in school, especially learning biblical studies. I mean, really just diving in, but in it, I mean, honestly, it's a forced way, you know, they're driving me to dig in and I am reading stuff that I, and understanding stuff that I've never understood before, never knew before. Again, mind blowing. Um, even if I was to stop right now and say, you know, I just, I don't, I can't afford it or I can't do it or, you know, whatever life brings my way. I would still never regret the year that I have spent getting my master's. Yeah.
1: yeah I absolutely agree. I did a four-year biblical counseling program through the master's university and I homeschooled all three of my kids. I taught Bible study and I regularly volunteered at church and I don't regret it for a second. I mean, it was hard. It was brutal because the court, the, the, the course load, it's not, it's not like overwhelming, but um, I think I went into it thinking like, well, I know a few things. I've been a Christian for a while and, um, JK I didn't know a few things, and for me, it really felt like starting from scratch. Like I'm being taught solid doctrine, solid theology. Realizing that um, maybe the churches I was going to weren't as um, "quote unquote" mm-hmm. solid um, as I thought they were, and uh, I, I cannot, I cannot recommend yeah. the Master's University enough. I just can't. Like yeah. I can't. Like so, I, Mas- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Master's University is based out of California, Southern California my program master's program is online only um, it's all mm-hmm. online so it makes it really easy I can do it at my own pace and at my own time you know all of that um, you got yours completely online as well your yep. bachelor's degree yep, I did so yeah, um, yeah. if you're yeah. even if you're considering you know you have a child who loves the Lord and is looking for a university solid solid university um mm-hmm. yeah we we can't recommend it enough. And if they want to go mm-hmm. to actual campus, it's beautiful. I visited it, oh it gosh, yes. last year. Um, it's a wonderful, small, little, in the mountains, kind of, this
1: little valley. It's mm-hmm. just precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our very last resource of the day, I just want to say thank you to all of our brave parents who have hung in there with us until yeah. this very last <laughs> one, is um, Southern Evangelical Seminary. If a degree Um, is too hard or which we Kelly and I understand that like we get that life can get hard and you just maybe don't have the bandwidth for a full on degree. Um, SES offers certificate programs for things like apologetics, philosophy, biblical languages. Uh, I think there's one for scientific apologetics. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I think that I always recommend is don't do it alone. Grab a friend. Like example for Kelly and I, I'm like, you know, I went, you know, let's, let's let our brave parents know that I went to school first, Kelly. And then I told you about the (laughs) masters and then you were like, Chelsea, you're so wise. (laughs) Yes. Pretty much how it happened. I need this. uh, I need this in my life too. So, right. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Yeah. But do
0: it. Grab
1: it. Do a friend. Yeah. Do
0: it with a friend. That's right. Listen to your wise friends. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Southern Evangelical Seminary, um, solid, like Masters University. And again, yes, you can audit courses. Um, yes. if you're like, hey, I, you know, I don't have the time to like guarantee I'm gonna write a paper and get it in or whatever, but I want to audit. I want to get in there and and do that sort of thing. I mean, there's just lots of options, you know, start small, yeah, look around, you know, see what might interest you. And um, yeah, the certificate program is a great option. Um, yeah, but mm-hmm. but it's really about we just can't stay stagnant. And and say that going to church on Sunday is all the Bible that we need. That's really, I think, yep. what our education really, all of this stuff, really, the books, the podcasts, the websites, all yeah. of it, really boils down to. As Christians, we really do need to educate ourselves. Um, just Sunday sermons are not enough. We need to dig in and uh, really help establish our worldview. I think because we haven't done that for so long, mm-hmm. this is kind of why you know. Christianity is is no longer um mm-hmm. you know the most mm-hmm. popular religion or is completely looked down upon is seen as you know we're mm-hmm. all a bunch of hypocrites mm-hmm. or you know it's mm-hmm. just not looked favorably upon because we've not done a very good job at educating ourselves because i think we've mm-hmm. been entertaining ourselves <laughs> yeah that it's really true. is where it boils yeah. down to um if you think yeah. about how much time i'm not there's no judgment here but if you think about how much times the average person watches TV or the average Christian watches television every night? If you took that time and applied it to podcasts or books or um, a, a certificate program or personal
1: Bible a, study, per, mm-hmm. I mean, any of that, mm-hmm.
0: um, it would be life transforming. Mm-hmm. Entertainment yeah. versus it's, education. Yeah, um, we yeah. really should never stop learning, and that's really what all these resources are about: are educating and equipping ourselves. When we talk about how, like, we at Brave Parenting want to equip you to do that hard work of brave parenting, this is the equipping you we can't just, you know, feed it to you. You you really have to dig in and and get some mm-hmm. of this. But really ultimately if you mm-hmm. jumped into those podcasts, they are feeding you. That's that actually is the, the best thing. They you know? are. But but yeah. you have to take that initiative and, and kind of maybe change some of your habits and a little bit of your lifestyle in order to fit this sort of education in.
1: Yeah. So and for me, like I don't know if anyone will this will resonate with, but for anyone like me, it comes down to accountability. I like when I say like grab a friend and do it with them or something, I rarely do anything alone because I need that other person who I kind of like have to show up for. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Like, you know, if I do. Yeah. Or like if I, I I mean, auditing courses is really hard for me. I need, I need grades in my life, right. To Mm -hmm. keep me accountable to the work and effort I'm going to put in, um, to a paper or to studying and yeah, that's just, yeah. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, great. I think this was awesome.
0: Um, Like I said, there will be a PDF download in the show notes and that will give you everything that we talked about. Not so much of the commentary, but it'll at least list the categories and all that. If you have any questions at all, do not hesitate to reach out to us and ask any questions that you may have at podcast at braveparenting.net. If you have any extra resources, ones that we've not mentioned that you are using, oh man, we would love to know what else Mm -hmm. everyone is using to help equip and educate themselves so please send us that as well no matter what platform you are listening to us on we ask that you share it with friends subscribe so that um, you don't miss an episode we still have lots of episodes coming up and plans thank you so much for tuning in to the brave parenting podcast and we'll see you next time